Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. It's 106 in Edmonton. Just had Brian Lawton on the show. Uh, we had a texter just now uh, suggest on the Ashley Fine Floors text line that the member of the Hawks organization uh, said that Keith was, he used the phrase, done. Uh, and I found out that the, it was not a member of the Hawks organization. It was uh, Ben Pope, who's a writer in Chicago, uh, and he's entitled to his opinion. Reed Wilkins just clarified with me right now from Inside Sports uh, that Pope didn't say Keith was done. He just said that he was in decline, which has sort of been the reoccurring theme uh, that has been presented by many out there on uh, the analytics front. Of course, he has been playing 23 minutes a game. We had Brian Lawton on, talked a bit about the Ryan Nugent Hopkins deal, talked about uh, Duncan Keith, uh, talked about Brian's time in Tampa Bay, and ultimately picking Victor Hedman over Matt Duchesne, which is the player the scouts wanted. The second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software uh you can reach us on the river Cree resort and casino hotline river Cree back up in a, an atom excitement bet on it at the river Cree resort and casino and you can text us on the ashley fine floors text line i'll get to some texts out about 122 get the new floors you've always wanted at ashley fine floors 143rd street and 111th avenue open monday to saturday we bring aboard from nhl hockey and rogers was uh, louis uh, been kind enough to move around the last couple uh weeks for us like to uh, welcome back uh former order player uh now uh the analyst on all orders regional broadcast also does a bunch of work with hockey Night in canada as well louis debrusque louis how you doing i'm doing well bob yeah thanks for switching it up today for me i know uh, i did you a favor last week you paid it back this week so i appreciate it bud uh, absolutely uh We'll get to uh, Keith in a second here. Uh, the Stanley Cup final, game five. You played in Tampa. Um, yeah. You know, they're sitting there. I know we had Hart Levine on. He talked about the fact that it's about a $300,000 a year difference in take home for Tampa on a $2 million a year contract versus Montreal, which is one of the most heavily taxed jurisdictions in the NHL. Uh, are there certain advantages in certain markets? And you, you bounced around in the league. Certain challenges in some markets and certain advantages in other markets in the National Hockey League in terms of playing. And how did you enjoy your time down in Tampa? 
well, to answer your first question, no question. Yes, there is a difference and there is advantages to teams and just look around the league and look where free agents want to go. Um, that'll answer your question pretty quickly, where most of the big free agents seem to land or in one of those markets. And I love my time in Tampa Bay. It was a, it was a fantastic year. Although we weren't the greatest team, Bob, to be honest with you, we were pretty terrible. And uh, I always say, you know, we had a hand in them winning their first Stanley Cup because of our really lackluster season. They got Vincent LeCavalier and went on to win a Stanley Cup. So, you know what? Uh, I guess you can kind of have an outside by connection hand in that. But you know what? The thing about playing in, in Florida it was my first change from being in Edmonton for six years. It was just a night and day difference. And, you know, call it an advantage, a disadvantage. But, you know, one of the things about playing in a Canadian market is you're under a microscope all the time. No matter what you're doing all the time, you're getting looked at, evaluated, talked about. And that's just the passion and love we have here for the sport. Went down to Tampa Bay. Now, I know it's changed a lot since that, you know, 798. Um, 98, 99, um, 98, sorry, I'll get it right for 10 years, but, you know, you'd look in the paper the next day after a game and there wouldn't be a whole lot written about the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, we'd fill the building, they were passionate fans, they really appreciated the team, but it was still relatively new there and they were kind of, uh, you know, forming that fan base. It's a little different now and you can see it in the playoffs, how packed the building is, how excited they are to potentially win a second Stanley Cup in succession, um, but it's an amazing place to live. Listen, who's going to complain about living in Florida? Sorry, it was a beautiful place to live. I fished every day, and, uh, you know, I wish we would have had a better team about that, but I really enjoyed my time there. We're joined by Louis Nebraska. Louis, you also played in Arizona, and in Tampa's case, uh, they're a state with no state tax, and so your take-home's uh, better. Everybody gets paid in U.S. money, but your take-home yep. take in Florida is better than your take-home's going to be in Edmonton, and certainly better than Montreal. And so, I mean, it is... Uh, did, did you ever feel when you're under the microscope in Edmonton that it got too much for you at times? You learn to deal with it. There's no question about that. But yes, uh, it can be daunting. Um, and, I, and I think you could you could react off to some of the answers and some of the way the players over the course of time in their career here they kind of develop a little bit of a shell and they just don't, you know, they're not, you know, they don't want to say as much. They don't want to open up. And it's just because everything, you know, we're sitting on every single word and everything they say, we want to, you know, we want to digest it. We want to evaluate it. We want to analyze it, critique it. And it does get, it does get a little bit overwhelming. There's no question. Listen, this is something that Edmonton's fought for a long time. And you and I have talked about this many times, bringing free agents to the Edmonton market is not as easy as bringing free agents to other teams in the league, certain markets, that are just a little more favorable and I'm sorry it's just it's the truth of the matter I'm an Edmontonian I love I live here I love it here but you know come December when it's minus 40 it's a little bit different situation than it is in Arizona California Nevada Florida I mean these are different markets big city markets in the states that can attract those free agents so you know Talking about free agents coming to Edmonton, and, and we talked about this with the Ryan Nugent Hopkins contract, to have a player that wants to sign for eight years here in Edmonton, he's played 10 years in this city, he's the longest tenured Oiler, that's a real positive to have a player that's that excited to come back to this city. He could have tested the market after 10 years in the league, there's no question he could have got a, a nice contract somewhere else and played somewhere else. But he sees what's going on here. He sees the fact that they've developed and they're starting to 
to build towards the ultimate goal of winning a Stanley Cup. There's work to do, no question about that, but he wanted to be a part of it here in Edmonton, and I think that's exciting to see players stepping up and wanting to play in this market. I really do. I think it's a real positive sign. A week ago, Elliot Freeman put out that Duncan Keith's looking for a change for family reasons. Yep. And his preference would be in Western Canada. Uh, look, Calgary's in a situation, they're not sure they can protect Giordano. That guy's their captain. He's been a great Calgary Flames player. Vancouver's got some limited cap challenges, and they've got a couple of restricted free agents they need to get signed. The Oilers have a player in Oscar Clefbaum who's unlikely to play. I think we can agree on that at this stage, or at least we have a large degree of uncertainty. Uh, so maybe there's an opportunity. What would your thought be on potentially the Oilers adding Duncan Keith? You know, it's intriguing to me. It really is. I uh, I look at it, and, and he's a special player. You know, Duncan Keith is, you know, a two-time Norris winning defenseman. Uh, he's won the Stanley Cup three times. He comes with an experience and, and, you know, a career when you look at it. He doesn't get hurt that often either. He plays a very vigorous, rough game. He, you know, listen, in the playoffs, he steps it up. I I know he's 37, so I know that's obviously the big question mark is how many years does he have left in him. But the one thing that Duncan Keith has always been able to do is skate. He's an excellent skater. And even, you know, last year in the bubble, watching him play every game, I'm like, you know what? This guy can still skate an elite level, which allows him to play for a long period of time. That's the, that's the one thing that with an older player, when you start to slow down and you can't keep up, in the fastest that the game has ever been right now in the National Hockey League, it's going to be a real problem for you as a defenseman to play in the league. But he doesn't seem to have a problem with that. So I, I'm i intrigued by it. I think that you can never have enough experience. I think that, obviously, logistically, it has to work out for Edmonton in order to bring him in. And what's the one thing they're lacking, Bob? We t- we've talked about this over and over in the playoffs. What's that one element they're missing is that, that that guy that's been there, that's done it, that can be a difference maker in crucial situations and step up. I still think Duncan Keith, personally, myself, I think he still has game left. I really do. And I, I just don't think it diminishes that fast when you can skate the way he can skate with the conditioning that he's played his whole career with. And again, I'll say it, he hasn't been hurt that much. He's been a very durable player. So I'm not afraid of him coming in here logging minutes by no means i mean listen the one good thing about him if he does come to edmonton is you could probably manage his minutes a little bit to make sure that he's peaking at the right time in chicago it's always been the brunt of the load for duncan keith he's always been that guy and he's done it relentlessly um maybe times caught up with him a little bit a little bit of a lesser workload a consistent pairing maybe with a veteran guy and not a young guy uh, i think to be able to sink his teeth into the season I would certainly explore it, and I would certainly look at it. And if it, if it comes to, I mean, where else are you going to get a defenseman of his caliber for just over $5 million cap hit? I, I just think for a couple of years, is it really that big of a risk? I don't think it's that big of a risk. So you think he can play top four minutes still? I, I don't think he can. I know he can. I mean, he has. He's played it. I mean, listen, I know people are going to critique the analytics and they're going to say, listen, he's dropped off. And last year, look what they were missing last year. What's the one thing they were missing last year that was the most important? Jonathan Taves, their best two-way centerman. A guy that's going to be out there in every crucial situation along with Duncan Keith. I mean, that that's a huge hit in itself. Kirby Doc was injured for most of the year. I mean, you're depleting your center, which is going to deplete your defensive zone coverage. I'm sorry, you're just not going to be as good in your own end if your centermen are banged 
banged up, and especially, you know, a Jonathan Taves-like centerman that's going to be able to weather a lot of storms, win a big face-off, battle down low, make the right play out of the zone. Um, they're in a little bit of a transition in Chicago. They played a lot of young players. They had guys that had some off-seasons two years ago, rebounded last year, but... You know what, listen, I do. I personally think he still has game. Every time I watch him, I say, this guy, and we've joked about it, we said, you know, if this guy wants to play until he's 50, he has the legs to do it. And uh, you know what? I tell you, I, I, I'm, I'm always, I'm always in favor of bringing in a veteran guy that's won not once but three times and, you know, has the ability to be a game changer. Yeah, well, we have some people that would suggest, you know, like the Leafs bring in Thornton and uh, Spezza, but those guys are third, fourth-laying guys, and they're getting those guys at the mini- minimum. And, you know, you're, you're, you're looking yes. at Keith. You're looking at Keith that he's turning 38 this year, and I'm like, well, you know, I, I'm like, he's a better player than those guys are at the end of their careers. Like, you know, if those guys were still that impactful, they would be playing – Joe would still be in San Jose, and, you know, it's just how it kind of worked out. Do you think a player like Keith could potentially assist in creating a narrative to help attract some other potential free agents here when you bring a guy like that into your mix? That's possible. I mean, you know, very possible. I'm not too sure how far that would go, but... Yeah, he has a real respect factor in the league, Bob. He does. He really does. And I know that it's, again, you're talking about a player that is at the end, tail end of his career, and who knows how long he'll play. I mean, everybody thought Chris Chelios was done at 37, and he played the 50, for crying out loud. So, you know, listen, he wasn't the same defenseman. You're right, he got lower-end deals, and he was playing on very good teams where they could control that, they could limit his minutes, they could hide him. And yep. But I don't think that's necessary yet. I really don't. Maybe I'm wrong, and if it does happen, I guess time will tell, and it'll prove me either right or wrong. But I think Duncan Keith still has game. I really do. I think he still has a lot of game. And I'm not as concerned about a 37-year-old Duncan Keith as I would be about 37-other-year-old players in the league because I just look at his track history. This guy has an engine that doesn't quit. He's going to be determined. It's a new change. It'll be the only other National Hockey League team that he plays for if he ever does come here. He's just going to come in ready and understanding that he wants to make an impact, and there's nothing wrong with having a Duncan Keith that wants to make an impact. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, there's no guarantee it's going to happen. I, again, I think maybe from an Edmonton perspective, Chicago may, maybe backs off the demands of what they think their return should be because I think they want to get Seth Jones, right? That's kind of, you know, maybe there's a game plan. They're going to be really intrigued to see it. Also something else along this, Bob, if it, if it was to happen, you know, like this is the type of player that you could move him again. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not a player. Like, if in the, it's only two years. So that's another reason why I'm not that worried about it. You have to take some risks. You have to take gambles. You have to try and get the right mix. I like what they're thinking. They understand they want to bolster the back end. They want to have a veteran guy. They want to have a guy that's won and a guy that can play in all situations. That's Duncan Keith. They're missing Oscar Kleckbaum. They missed him greatly this year. I can't imagine what their back end would have been if Oscar would have been in the lineup for the whole season. They would have been really deep and strong. You know, he just would have bolstered that top four, especially in that last side it just would have been a lot different look to the team but they do miss them they understand they have to replace that i know they have a broberg coming up a bouchard they have some young defensemen that potentially could be in the mix and here's the thing if duncan keith has to play in your third pairing i'm okay with that 
because at any time he can step up and play in your second or first pairing if need be. He's yeah. one of those guys that has the ability. Now, you take a Caleb Jones. Let's say a Darnell Nurse gets hurt, knock on wood, okay? And you say, oh, wow, you know what? We're without Darnell Nurse for 15, 20 games, three-quarters of the way through the season, you're fighting for a playoff spot. Duncan Keith can step into that position. Not many other players can just step up into that top-pairing defenseman role and handle that workload. I have no question in my mind, Duncan Keith can do it. He can step up there. He's done it his whole career. He's never not been a top-pairing guy. So, you know what, this will be a change for him. Maybe it's a positive change, and if he plays above his expectations, great. You can give him more minutes, and there's no question that Dave Tippett would do that. If he's playing right where he should be, you keep him where he is. If he's maybe slacking off a bit, then you move him around a bit. There's a lot of options there, just like in the forward position, to have options to be able to move a guy like him up and down your left side, I think is something that a ton of teams would like to have. So you know Dave Tippett. Do you think Dave, look, they're going to break Bouchard in. Bouchard's going to play next year. He's he's ba- It's basically his rookie season. He's going to be a full-time player for the first time in his career next year. Where do you think Dave's appetite is at having Bouchard playing full-time and Broberg playing full-time as a rookie? Well, my, my guess is Broberg's going to start, even if he kills it in preseason, yeah. my guess is Broberg's starting down in Bakersfield. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with getting a taste. And, I, I mean, again, Ken Holland isn't, isn't a general manager that likes to rush prospects. He just isn't. Now, Broberg's skating ability, and I thought, you know, we watched him in an exhibition game. I thought he did some, some things that you just say, you know what, that's a nice little play for a young defenseman under pressure to make. But you have to learn how to do it at the National Hockey League level. So if he has to go down – to the American Hockey League and, and, and play for a bit. I have no doubt, though, that I do believe he will see time in Edmonton next year, whether that's at the start if he knocks it out of the park. And you're right, I agree. If they're going to bolster up that back end and bring in some veterans and sign a free agent and you know try and have guys that are coming in fighting for a position, he's going to have to absolutely kill it in order to stay on the roster for the opening of the season. I agree. But that should be the way it is. I'm sorry, that's the way it should be. You shouldn't just be able to walk in and expect that you're going to play in the national hockey that's not the way it should ever be and if it is that way you've got a problem so he's going to have to come in and fight for it i have no doubt that he's going to fight for it he's an alpha he's one of those guys that just wants to step up and play and i think that's probably one of the things he's going to have to learn at this level is he can't do everything all the time so manage that a little bit but he's a physical specimen and i think there's a real upside there and then you know what with bouchard we've already had a taste of him we've already seen what he can do and i think he is ready for more no question about that. I think he needs reps. He needs time. And, you know, it looks like that's the direction they're going to go with him. And listen, the upside's very, very high with him, too. So, but to put two young guys in your back end, you know, yeah. can you alternate? Can you rotate? Can you put some different guys in there? Having a veteran back there to kind of support that, I think, would be positive. But, It'll all depend on what happens with who they sign, and if this Keith deal gets done, I know it's only talk right now, but if it gets done, it'll change. It'll change the landscape for sure going into training camp. Does lightning crash tonight, or the Canadians crash out? What happens? <laughs> God, you know what? And I don't know why I think this, but I think I don't know why I just think Montreal is going to they're going to win the game and I I just you know everything points towards Tampa Bay up until last game and the reason I say that is they started to take chunks out of Kucherov and point 
They started to take chunks out of him. Kalorn's a game time. Doesn't look like he's going to play again. I don't right. think he is. You know, so you start to wear down their top players. And, I mean, the, the extra attention that Point has gotten all playoffs and the extra attention that Kucherov has gotten, especially last night, they were very physical on them. And you could just see, I saw a couple mistakes by Hedman here and there, and the fatigue is finally starting to creep in there for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I don't think the Montreal Canadiens have been given enough credit for, you know, how close they've been able to keep some of the games. And, and that's hard, aggressive, fighting hockey. And, you know, Tampa Bay is an incredibly good team. They're deep. Um, they're the best in the league for a reason, in my opinion. They are the, they are the, the, the favorites by far. I don't know why. I just got a gut feeling that I just think, I think the Montreal Canadiens are going to find a way to bring it back for one more game in Montreal at least. All right, Louie, love it. Thanks for your time, my man. All right. Sounds good. From NHL Hockey on Rogers, uh, Oilers regional analyst, and uh, he'll be back at it doing Hockey Night in Canada games next year as well. Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque. When we come back in Oilers now, we'll get to the Oilers now. Injury. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. We'll bang off a couple of your texts. It's 125 at Edmonton, and you're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on 630 Check. I had an extended conversation with, uh, I won't say a lead source today, about Zach Cassian. Interesting player. The Oilers Now Injury Report at 127 in Edmonton is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters in injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Again, Alex Klorn is out for the Tampa Bay Lightning for Game 5. The Canadians going to go with the same lineup, which means uh, Romanoff and or Romanoff. You know, there was once a 300-year dynasty in Russia to that extent. Uh, as well as Kulak remain in. Eric Gustafson stays out of the lineup for the uh, Canadians. Along with John Merrill, yes, Perry Kakaniami continues not to play as well. That's your injury report. For James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, they are the heavy hitters in injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, Trent Brown, of course, an all-star back in the day for the EE football team, now known as the Edmonton Elks. Evan Dom sent me an email today telling me that the XFL and the CFL are no longer talking. That's good. CFL's got a good product. It's going to be fun to get back after it. Morley, Dave, Blake, Brennan S. Scott and the gang bringing you Elks action starting 
shortly with training camp uh, once they get through all the sort of COVID protocol stuff and then on to the regular season in early August. There is an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin is committed to providing unequaled automotive excellence, resulting in completely satisfied lifetime customers. If you currently have a vehicle that you're not using enough, payments or interest rate that's too high and you want to sell, refinance, or trade in your vehicle, for something different, go visit Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang. Brent Ridge Ford, or vis- uh, give Brent Ridge a call, one 477 or visit them at brentridge.com. 129 in Edmonton, quick text. Mark says, Duncan Keith, if Edmonton gets him, will continue the maturation of Darnell Nurse, bring him in, and I think will prove to be invaluable for the Oilers. Do you overpay to acquire them? No. This trade needs to be done one for one, and it needs to be a win-win. That one comes to us from Mark. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell back with uh, the favorite of many of the left-leaning individuals that listen to this show, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.